Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Music really helps us. We're just going to share just literally, just for a few moments, just to encourage us as we come to prayer tonight. We're going to pray for four things. And um, it's just great that there's prayer taking place during the, during the month, but it's just great for us to come together. Um, but um, as I was saying earlier, uh, first Tuesday, in all sorts of ways, last time we had a, uh, a, a, an experienced leader just lay a word in as Pastor Mark Sharrett came uh, from Milton Keynes. And so various aspects and, and formats for the night, but a coming together, a gathering point, a rallying cry, a, a one voice across our now uh, growing campuses. And we thank God uh, for all of that. And um, this morning, which seems a long time ago, uh, there was prayer taking place at Mansfield and Ilkeston. Um, I, can only, I, I know God's blessing at Mansfield and thanking God for that. Here also, we just have some great momentum at the moment. And uh, Sue Buckley led us brilliantly this morning um, and she stood up and uh, there weren't many there. Uh, uh, but, that's, but Sue brought a, a great lead and just stepped in and when she opened her eyes again, the number had doubled. And the fact is that we count to five or six people that normally come that didn't come, you know. Um, so there's a real momentum, a great spirit of prayer and you need to know that. We know that not everybody can get for all sorts of reasons. That's not the issue. But you need to know we're praying. And uh, so uh, Sue pray, uh, talked about fire. And uh, as I was just preparing for tonight, I thought, well, I'll top and tail that. So, I, I, you know, it is November the 5th. Uh, and, uh, so um, I'm just going to share for a few moments on fire, just to encourage us in prayer. It's not a message as such, just a few bullet points. But the word fire is mentioned a lot in the scriptures. And uh, here's four things that reflect fire. It, it's a picture to help us understand how God works. You put the next one up, Morgan, thanks. So God is fire. It says that God is a consuming fire. Jesus is fire. It says that Jesus will baptise us in the Holy Ghost and fire. Uh, the Holy Spirit, of course, as we know, is fire. Acts 2, the birth of the church, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. An expression of that was tongues of fire. And uh, that birth of the church is still perpetuating today and, uh, and working through and working through and working through. And we thank God for that. And the word is fire. Forgive me, I put the wrong reference up. It's Jeremiah 20, verse 9. Or maybe Morgan's got it wrong as he typed in, or maybe it's my fault. I don't know, but... but, but, but. But anyway, it's Jeremiah 20 verse 9. And Sue quoted this this morning uh, because uh, um, I'm reading Jeremiah. In fact, you know, I read Jeremiah. Uh, so I'm reading the Old Testament this year, you know, and uh, I'm thinking, how are you at the minor? Anyway, the, the ratatat through at the end of the year. But I'm reading Jeremiah. And then, of course, if, you know, it's 52 chapters. I mean, what a, what a tough ministry that guy had. And then, of course, Lamentations, where the clue's in the title. And... Um, and, and then Ezekiel, whoa, you know. And uh, so, uh, you know, he, he, he's a visionary in every sense of the word. But Jeremiah, he said there, he says that the word is like a fire within me. He says, uh, I'm at pain to hold it in and I can't. It's just burning within him. All that we'd have communicators in our nation today, friends, that communicated the word as a fire within them. We don't want talks and chats and homilies. We want the word on fire. That's what's going to change people. So God is fire. Jesus is fire. The Holy Spirit is fire. And the word is fire. And when we receive those things into our lives, what does fire do in us? 
Well, here it goes. Fire ascends. Now, I'm sure there's somebody here that maybe has been in the mining industry or engineering saying, well, we had a fire and we put it that way down because we wanted to blow something up. But the fires tonight that are burning at various organised events, the smoke tends to go that away, you know. And of course, we know that heaven's not necessarily, where is it? it's not necessarily, but you get the point. There's a sense that as the band have led us tonight, we've gone that. We've lifted off the challenges of the day and we've lifted our heart to God and when we let fire touch us it inevitably impacts our worship in a sense fire purges holiness and uh, uh, those of you that have worked in uh, engineering steelworks etc uh, I used to have a guy in the church years ago he worked in Sheffield steelworks for years in the big furnaces and uh, he used to be an occasional preacher. He also became a Christian when he was uh, on national service in Egypt in 1952. So there were two things he always used to weave into his message. One, some experience from the Sheffield Steelworks, and number two, that he'd come out of Egypt into, which is, of course, a, a picture of the old life into the new life. And we'd just be waiting for it, you know. And, uh, and he'd talk about the furnaces and the purging of the metals and uh, God's at work in us. Uh, to make us more like him number three fire softens it deals with our character in our staff meeting this morning uh, Christian took Philippians 2 from the and I love Philippians but he took it from the passion version which I've never read before and boy did it dig deep you know and um, and I want to say that if we are touched by the, it's impossible to be touched by the fire of God and to be hard-hearted it's impossible when you are touched by fire, I'm not talking about being weak. I'm talking about being soft and tender. It's completely different. Fire attracts. It's a sad thing, but if Arena Church, it's not a prophecy, caught fire tonight, you know, there'd be folks spilling out from up across. Te- Ooh, hey, hey, you see what's happening across? The- they'd be spilling out of Tesco. There'd be folks around. Of course, it'd be all on film now. You know, fire attracts. Fire attracts. We've had lots of people, sadly, over the years say, come to our church, but there's been no fire. There's been nothing to attract them. You know, people have come to the church and they've been convinced by the stereotype, church is boring. And uh, we have to have something that attracts. And whilst we want to do everything that we can do in terms of welcome, in terms of provision, in terms of kids' ministry, in terms of all those things that make given ease for people that haven't been to church to come, this is something that's essential. The fire of the Lord amongst us. Fire protects. It says in Isaiah that when you walk through the fire, you'll not be burned. When I talk about deliverance there, I'm not talking about deliver. I'm talking about the fact that let me just say this. God is delivering all of us more than we realise all the time. God is delivering all of us more than we realise all of the time. We get into situations at times that are only God in terms of bringing us through. So there are some of the things that take place when fire touches our life. It impacts our worship. It deepens our holiness. It softens and shapes our character. It makes us an attractive witness. Sue said this this morning. I loved it. We're not all called to be evangelists, but we are all called to be witnesses. Brilliant. That is true. And of course, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and the ends of the earth. 
That is a prophetic statement because it's not just literal Jerusalem. Jerusalem, our locality, Judea, our region, Samaria, the cross cultures that we have to connect with and the ends of the earth. So, and the reality is that we're seeking to do that and we'll hear a little bit more about that later from Kath. And then again, this verse was quoted this morning. It's one of my favourite verses, Leviticus 6 and verse 12. The fire on the altar must be kept burning. It must not go out. It was in the context of the portable place of worship, the tabernacle. And the priests had the job to make sure that the altar perpetually burned. The fire must not go out. You know, the sad thing in church history, for those of you that have read it, has been there's been some amazing revival movements in uh, the nations of the earth. My friend Alan, that's a colleague, used to be a colleague of mine and, and uh, lives in Wales, said that after the Welsh revival, 82% of boys and girls in Wales went to Sunday school. Today it's 3%. And uh, the reality is that God comes and sometimes we fail to put into action Leviticus 6 and 12. You know where the loss of fire is often first started? The loss of fire is first started in the pulpit and then it impacts prayer. I was in a prayer meeting, an inter-church prayer meeting with a, a friend of mine from another denomination. I won't mention the denomination, it's not the issue. I'm very honouring of the person. And he was weeping after we'd had the prayer meeting. It was a Saturday morning, everybody had gone, he's weeping. He's, he's, he says, Phil, where have, where have we gone wrong in our church? He says, we can't, we can't get anybody to pray. Nobody wants to come and pray. Uh, and I said to him, Robert, the problem started years ago. You know, when, when somebody made some sort of decision that, well, maybe we don't need to pray anymore. And, uh, and let me tell you, f prayer stokes the fire. Um, C.H. Spurgeon, you've got to read about him sometimes. I know it was a different era, a Victorian preacher in London. He planted 68 churches in the southeast as well. He used to have 5,000 in his congregation every Sunday. And then they'd print his sermon in the Times on Monday morning. If the Times want to, oh, okay, yeah. But that was what, just incredible, incredible. Spurgeon's homes still operating today through Spurgeon's church. And uh, so people would come to his church and say, what's the, what's the secret? What's the secret? So you've got to come Monday. Got to come Monday. Not Sunday, Monday. So Monday night, that was the secret. And he'd take them, a huge building. It's still there in Elephanton Castle, South London. Huge building. He'd take them down. He says, we're now walking into the boiler room. It was the prayer meeting. He says, this is the secret. This is the secret. This is what stokes the fire. And of course, it was just a tremendous move of God. And when we lose fire, we lose presence, which we've had tonight. We lose a passion to be pure. We lose power. And we lose that penetrative effect that makes a difference that the local church has called to be. Let me close by saying the enemy hates fire. The irony is, friends, that he's going to end up in fire. I'll let you work out whether it's literal or metaphorical. But the reality is, He's going to end up in the lake of fire. That's his destiny. We understand that there's fake fire around and false fire and fanatical fire. But let's not be put off from the real thing. The real thing. God is a God of fire. So is Jesus. So is the Holy Spirit. So is the word. And tonight, 
in these moments that we've got together. Let's just let fire fuel our prayer in Jesus' name.